0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Endgame Heroes, the weekly podcast with two best friends talking about movies, TV, games, and stuff. I'm your host, Jack, joined by my friend Kyle. Hello, hello. And we are here to talk about some things. We've got a little bit of news stuff to go over, and then we've got an interesting topic that I think is a pretty good one. You know, it's definitely one worth having. Um, So... To kick things off, we've got CinemaCon going on right now in, I believe, Vegas. And, you know, we get a bunch of movie news there. It's basically Comic-Con, but for just, like, movies in general. And uh, we got our new trailer for the Flash movie mm-hmm. just come out. We've both seen the trailer. And um, so you saw this trailer first. So give me your top layer thoughts, what you thought think of this trailer without spoilers.
1: So they ended up releasing two trailers for the flash this week. They released in the same time. There was the one that we saw. And then there was an international trailer, which I watched the Japanese version It popped up on Twitter. And the first trailer I thought was just more of the last one, like about same tone, same idea, more Michael Keaton. That's about the mm-hmm. only difference that I saw. Um, and it's good. Like, I, I'm excited for the movie. I don't know if it's going to blow our socks off, like all these early screenings have said, but it looks good. Now, the second trailer, the international one, actually got me more excited for it than the first one did. Uh, It was much more lighthearted. There were more jokes. It was, you know, uh, both Barry's talking to themselves and being Barry, which was fun. So, yeah, what do you think?
0: Yeah, so I've only seen the, like, the one that was released on, like, the like DC um, YouTube channel or whatever. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen like this international one that has more levity to it. Um, But the one that I saw, it's like, okay, yeah, this seems like it's going to be better than what I'm used to getting out of DC, which is great. And hopefully it's good, but I just can't help but get like, have this feeling in the back of my brain where it's like, dude, no one is going to see this movie just because like, we're all fatigued and burnt out on superheroes DC, especially like they just flopped so hard with uh, Shazam that like that being the most recent thing, I don't think that's going to get people's butts in seats. And like, it's, I think it's, they're really going to have to like hardcore rely on like Michael Keaton uh, stands to just come out and like want to see him as Batman again, because I don't think we're going to get like, I don't see there being any sort of marketing that they could possibly do that will, like, change people's minds at this point with, like, not even just the Flash movie, but just, like, these movies in general. I think we're really starting to see the fatigue of them set in, and uh, it's a little worrisome for these franchises going
1: forward. Yeah, I think the only thing that would save the Flash movie, and this sounds silly for box office reasons, but I think the critics can save the box office. I think that's their best hope. Yeah. If the critics come out strong saying, Hey, this is a must see movie. If it's like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, like that will go a long way to get people like who are on the fence about seeing it into go seeing it. And then those people tell their friends to go see it and so on and so forth. So I do think the box office will be dictated a little bit by the quality of the movie this time around. Whereas normally with superhero movies, if you put an A-list superhero on screen, it's going to do pretty well at minimum at the box office. Uh, Shazam yeah. being the exception. Cause I would say Shazam's probably like a C list character. I like Shazam. Don't get me wrong, but the populace doesn't like Shazam in that way. I still think of Shazam as captain Marvel. That's that's in mm-hmm. my head who he will always be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, and an, another great example, actually going against that rule is black Adam. Like that was starring Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Yep. And like, it's, it, I'm pretty sure I rated it as a, uh, a, uh, dumpster truck on fire yeah. like it's a garbage truck on fire like it is it is so close to being one of the worst films I have ever had the horror of laying my <laughs> eyes on and that sucks because like they actually had some cool stuff the problem is they did it about what is it 2023 they did it about uh 11 years too late yeah uh, with a lot of these things and like it really shows with it too it's like oh yeah this stuff with Dr Fate's cool We've literally seen the exact same thing with Dr. Strange already though. It's like, Oh yeah, this stuff with like, um, you know, Adam Smasher or whoever it was is cool, but we've literally seen the exact same thing with Ant-Man already. And it's, it's just kind of like, it's like, I get that. Like a lot of those characters are like similar in power set, but like when that's the case, like you have to do something to stand out. And like, they didn't. And like, I think about like my wife, whenever we're talking about, like, are we going to be able to get like the average Joe to like, go see this movie, the flash, because like, generally speaking, like 98% of all movies that she sees are like with me. So like, I'm usually the one that's like keeping track of and like buying tickets for things. It's like, I'm always trying to go see anything that I think is going to have like some Oscar buzz. I'm seeing like, we're seeing like all of these like big uh bombastic movies. We're seeing comedies and rom cons Like I, I try to see, pretty much everything. And if it weren't for that, there are definitely some movies that she like wouldn't see. Like if I just didn't exist and I don't envision a world where like, if I didn't exist, where she would look at this movie and like, cause she's stayed like at least partially up to date on like some of the controversies around it. Um, But she's completely up to date on like the DC movies in general. And like, based off of just all of that, she would look at this and be like, I'm not going to waste my money or time seeing this. So like, unless we get some stellar reviews and some extremely positive word of mouth, like there's just no shot that we're going to get the, the average normal person to go see this movie, you know? And again, she's someone she's, she's in tune with movies and like with DC and Marvel, like pretty well, she's seen like every property, like, you know, every time a new show comes out, we're right there day one watching it. Um, You know, like, she also looks forward to it. She's not just watching it because, like, I'm, like, forcing her to. She legitimately enjoys a lot of it. But, like, these past few, most projects from DC, like, none of them have made her go, this was worth seeing. And I, I think that that kind of attitude has just kind of like, sort of permeated the the large swath of America with DC. So I I don't know how things are going to go until, like, James Gunn really gets his hand yeah. into things.
1: And on the reverse side of that with Marvel, so my wife is similar to yours, but she'll watch most of these movies with me. My wife hasn't seen a Marvel movie in theaters, I think, since No Way Home. I'm pretty oh sure. God. So she, I saw... Shang-Chi wow. with my friend. I saw Ant-Man Quantumania with a friend of mine. And her response to that was, Hey, if you think it's good enough for me to see in theaters, I'll go. But otherwise, I'll wait for Disney Plus. You know, and mm. we watched Wakanda Forever on Disney Plus. Um, she has not seen Shazam, Black Adam, all those. I haven't seen either of them either. Um, I don't even know the last DC movie she watched because I remember when 1984 came out, I watched that by myself. And had a laughing attack when I was supposed to be crying. Cause it's such a bad movie, but mm-hmm. that's besides the point. And I don't remember the last time she watched a DC movie in theaters, maybe dawn of justice. So, Ooh. so I would consider her like on like the average populace for the movie stuff. So if it's mm-hmm. worth seeing, she will go see it. Or if she, she likes it, she will be seeing guardians three in a couple of weeks. Cause she liked the guardians movies a lot. So it's all about the right property. We'll see how it goes. Um, you said something a minute ago about Adam Smasher. So it wasn't the Adam in Black Adam; it was Adam Smasher. I I haven't seen Black Adam.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was Adam Smasher, who is a character that like grows, not um Ray Palmer's Adam that shrinks. It okay. is specifically a character that grows. So it is it is much more in line with like Giant Man from mm. uh, Marvel. Um, he does not shrink at all. And like, it doesn't come from his suit. He himself grows uh, okay. his suit just like grows with him so gotcha. that he's not naked.
1: Is he the guy in young justice? That's like all silver, like nuclear dude.
0: Uh, no. Oh, in young justice. Hold on. Yeah. I'm thinking of justice league unlimited. Cause that's captain Adam. Who's like a living being of that's, like energy. That's, okay. in that's the what suit. I'm
1: picturing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right
0: Yeah, thinking. so yes, he was like a he was like a test pilot that got like nuked or whatever, and like he turned into energy and he physically has to live inside of that full body suit so that he doesn't just like evaporate into thin air. Um so that's interesting. That's yeah, that's quite a bit different. Whereas Adam Smasher, he can like take his clothes off okay.
1: and exist. So you mentioned like uh the casual. Um, one thing I did want to bring up before we move on is the casual audience has shown up recently as predicted, you know, by both of us to the Mario movie. Um I did see last update was like 800 million, so they will are predicted to cross that 1 billion mark by this weekend if not the following like finishing this weekend.
0: I would be pretty surprised if yeah, if it doesn't beat a billion this weekend. I would be pretty shocked mm-hmm. if they can't do that because yeah, I mean you're talking about like the casual audience, like no, just j- people in general yeah. are yeah. going to see this movie, not even just the casuals, um, which, you know, is, you know, both great because we need that. Mm. Uh, and uh, we'll see if this is going to be the thing that really, like really kicks off the summer or if we're going to see, um, cause like you also worry, like people can only afford so many movie tickets unless it's like a die hard hobby for them. Like, our economy sucks right now. Like uh, unemployment is on the rise. Inflation is a nightmare, all of these different things. So like a lot of people, like, especially when you had like kids and things like that, like you can only see so many movies in a summer period. And it's like, if like Mario might be that for a lot of people, like they might not be able to go see some of these other movies, like guardians in theaters, they might have to wait for Disney plus or whatever. Um, So I think that's that's going to be something that's going to work against them is that I think we're going to get a lot more of the families going to see Mario rather than going to see Guardians that opens up in a week. Even though this movie came out like a month before Guardians, Mm -hmm. I think that the drops in box office numbers that we've seen are still very telling that, like, no, people are still going to go see this even a second time Mm -hmm. before they go see Guardians like at all. Um, Yeah. Obviously, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Any of these things could change. We'll see in like what a week, two weeks, we'll get a pretty good idea. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of like that's my fear As like sort of like the cynic in my brain is thinking it's like, oh, no, I I, do, I think the era of superhero movies may be coming to a close like they'll still be there. But I don't think they'll be near as frequent and I don't think they're going to do near the box office numbers that we are used to them doing yeah. like the bubble, I think, has kind of popped for, yeah.
1: for it. <laughs> I've said for a long time that I wish, you know, when Endgame happened, they would have taken like a five-year break from making movies because that was the but culmination.
0: Money. Oh, Kyle,
1: yeah. money, no yep. money. <laughs> money, yeah. please. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I do think Guardians will do well at the box office. Uh, we've got, what, like 10 days or so from the time of this recording until it comes out.
0: So yeah, it's soon.
1: Um, early screenings have been very positive. That seems to be the trend usually, so I'm not taking that too seriously. They're throwing around around quotes saying like, oh, it's the best Marvel movie since Endgame and blah, blah, blah. Like, cool. I, I hope it is. I don't yeah. think it's going to ever beat Endgame. But I mean, give me Guardians 1 and 2 quality and I'll be more than happy because they're great movies. Now, do you plan on rewatching them in the next week or so?
0: Uh, yeah, I think the missus and I are planning to watch the first two and the Christmas special probably probably next week, like just like one a day leading up to mm-hmm. whenever we have our tickets. I'm pretty sure we're seeing it that Saturday. Um, so we're probably just going to knock them out like Thursday, Friday, and then maybe yep. the Christmas special like
1: Saturday morning before we go see it. Now, where do you rank uh, Guardians one to like, which do you prefer between those two movies?
0: Ooh. So that's a really good question. I haven't seen either of them in years now. Like I haven't seen them since 2019. Um, so just like gut reaction, I think that, and again, like we'll, we'll talk about this whenever we like, whenever I do this rewatch and we talk about guardians, cause I'm sure that'll be the episode the following week. Yeah. Um, So we'll see if this stays the same, but just gut reaction. I think guardians one is a better movie, but I think I enjoyed guardians two more. Mm -hmm. I will say, I think that the Christmas special is probably my favorite out of the three properties so far. The Christmas special slaps my guy. It is hilarious. Yeah, it is. And like, again, like it's, it's much shorter, Um, like, obviously it's not a big thing, but like that thing was hilarious. And like, it had both my wife and I laughing to the likes of which that like, we have not laughed like that from a marble property in a long time.
1: I enjoyed (laughs) it. Probably since Guardians. Like me and my wife watched it together and we had a good time. I don't think it's when I'll watch every year on Christmas type thing for that. Oh, definitely not. But like. that's Die Hard. Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen Die Hard actually. What? (laughs) Yeah, It's like,
0: oh, we're going to fight after this. All right, keep going.
1: <laughs> so for me, though, like Guardians is one of my purest favorite Marvel movies ever. Um, mm-hmm. I've always antiquated Guardians of the Galaxy 1 to like the original Star Wars, like in a, in a vein, right? Like you, we got introduced to this entire brand new cast of characters. At that point, Marvel hadn't gone to space yet. So it's entirely new setting, uh, everything like that. And I just thought it was very well done. There were characters that no one cared about before then fell in love with just like Star Wars. It was that space opera comedy-ish type stuff. So like, yes, do I think it's as good as the original Star Wars? No, but it's a great movie. The comedy is great. The story is great. Them coming together is great. I think Guardians 2 is a funnier movie because they took what they had with the first one and built upon it. But that doesn't say like the end of Guardians 2 is phenomenal. But I think getting there, I think moving through the plot of each movie, the first one was stronger.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean, yeah, that's it's pretty much echoing what I'm like I was trying to articulate <laughs> with mine. You know, <laughs> I, I think that one was overall like it is a better movie. But yeah, just because of the comedy and like getting to expand on these characters into I really liked. Plus like mm. uh with um ego and everything. Like I just I liked everything um about like the dynamic between like quill and yondu and ego and everything that was going on in that movie i really enjoyed it i thought it was fun and yeah. a good time but, i i love mantis um, yeah.
1: I, you know that she's the only thing missing from the person to me like yeah
0: yeah
1: so um i think was there any other news topics this week it was kind of a light news week um video game wise um i guess today just the reviews dropped for star wars uh jedi survivor which is currently sitting at an 86 on metacritic I know we're both excited to get our teeth into that eventually.
0: Very. Yeah. I'm I'm debating on whether I want to like go through and just like replay the first one real quick. Or if I just want to watch like, I don't know, like a condensed like here's the game in like an hour and a half type of thing on YouTube before I jump in. Just because like I definitely want to jump in and it's like I need to knock this out before Zelda for yeah. sure yeah and and like especially because like i just i always have like some sort of a grind in destiny so it's like all right i'm not gonna grind to destiny very much at all because i'm gonna grind the off of star wars and then it's gonna go straight into zelda and then like past that i don't even know like i'm sure there's something on the horizon that i should be looking forward to but like until like that until like it's immediately on the horizon like my lizard brain just can't keep track
1: (laughs) yeah for me the one after that would be final fantasy 16 which i could see you getting into Mm,
0: june right yeah that's supposed to be i think like june 22nd or something was what i was seeing something online saying yeah and
1: that's very much up your alley it's that medieval setting it's an action rpg so i I think if there's any final fantasy that could grab you because i know you're historically not the biggest final fantasy fan i think that could be the one
0: yeah, I think I will probably definitely jump in and give that one a try. I'll I'll wait to see some of the review scores, but it it does, like from the outside in, definitely has all of the pieces that I'm looking for in a game. Um, I'm more of a turn based guy, but like mm-hmm. I I I get down with like the tales games and different ones like that. So like I'm not a ag- I'm not like superly opposed to action RPG, but. You know, that's neither here. Nor- oh, Spider-Man. That's this year, too. That's like September ish. Yeah,
1: that'll be later this that's, year. That, so that's definitely a big yeah. one.
0: That's a big, big one. Um, do we want a quick thoughts on Mando season recap? Yeah. Or you know what? Yeah. Review?
1: Yeah. Season three wraps last week. Uh, I we talked, I think, with last week about how I'm a lot bigger of a Star Wars fan, at least currently than you are. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know you had said you'd have too many thoughts. You want to go over your top level stuff first? I mean,
0: like, it's it's more Mando, you know, like, the action scenes were cool, Um, I thought the dynamics between, like, Din and Bo-Katan were really well done, like, just, like, all of the interactions between the characters, I think, were good. Um, From there, you know, like, I guess, like, some of the criticisms that I've seen, like, more so is just, like, with, like, the pacing of it yeah. and things like that, and it's, like, I get that it's not exactly what you want to see, but, like, one, it's it, like, this isn't Star Wars. This is a Star Wars property, but it is a slice of life. This is not a movie where they have to go beat the Death Star. This is a dad trying to raise his son who just happens to be a bounty hunter, you know? So like not every episode is going to be this like riveting giant thing. Um, So I think that's like, honestly, like the biggest criticism that I've seen. And like, to me, it just doesn't make sense because... From the get go, it has always been a slice of life drama to me. Yeah. Like it has never been Star Wars the TV show. It has been like Din Jarn trying to be a single dad, trying to figure out how to raise his kid that like has telekinesis.
1: Yeah, and I think the issue that comes down to the show, especially with this season. So the first season came out, and it very much was that, and that expectation was set. It was a slice of life space Western monster of the week type show. And then season two happened, which was building to some awesome things and it ended with freaking Luke Skywalker showing up and killing a bunch of droids and taking Grogu off to go be a Jedi. So that was an awesome ending and one of the coolest like season finales of any show ever. And then it got weird with like the book of Boba Fett, bringing Grogu back to din before season three of the Mandalorian even started. So it just it's kind of a weird gap there, but yeah, the pacing I think to me was the biggest issue with this season. Um, I like the material they were covering. I mean, the show is called The Mandalorian, and this show was all about the Mandalorians, you know, which was, was. really cool to see. Like like Bo Katan, you know, was in every single episode this season, which was really cool to see. I did not expect that. Um, mm. But Grogu did basically nothing the entire season. He was barely used. It was mainly just Din and Bo, which was cool, but it, it didn't feel like they knew what they were doing with the show. They knew where they wanted to end the season at, and I think they ended it at a good point moving forward to future seasons. But I felt like they were like, hey, we have point A and point B. We don't really know how we're going to get there, but we're just going to fill stuff in along the way. And that was my main issue with the season. Like I, I told you like a couple of days ago, it's was like episode six of eight. You know, it's a huge filler episode where they just go off and hang out with Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd and Lizzo for a little bit. And it's really awkward. It was a fine episode, especially if it was a season one episode. But as a season three, episode six of eight episodes, it just felt off.
0: Mm. Yeah, Uh, you know, they, they can't please everyone. And I think that this season is very much like also to the tune of Bob Chapik like his reign as CEO of Disney um, just because he was the one that really pushed Disney Plus And like for all of the content, like that's why we have like some of these lower numbers for like the Marvel shows, the star Wars shows. I think that is probably like pretty clearly, like a lot of that is on him of like, Hey, like, do you have a uh, do you have a story for Mando season three? And then like, yeah, we're like workshopping it, but we should have something ready soon. It's like, great. You need to have it filmed by tomorrow. Uh, it's like, oh, it's like also you have to incorporate it into the book of Boba Fett. It's like, oh, what's the book of Boba Fett? It's, like, it's this new thing that we're doing. You have to include it right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, that's not really how we do things. And it's like, well, it is now because I'm Bob Chapik and. I'm making Disney plus going to be the biggest thing ever. And then it oversaturated and we've had problems since.
1: Yeah. And the, one of the other issues that people are having with the show, you know, relating to Boba Fett more was the actor who plays Boba Fett, you know, was apparently supposed to be in this new season of the Mandalorian. He was quoted saying, Hey, I was playing for it. The phone never rang. So like, mm. He had said that like he's been open and pretty vocal that he didn't like the way they took Boba Fett's character and the book of Boba Fett. I think the book of Boba Fett started off really strong. And then you kind of had this awesome badass bounty hunter dude. Can I just be this the good guy? Which was kind of weird. It it was fine. It wasn't a bad show. It just it was okay. And uh mm-hmm. I think he's not very happy with that depiction. But yeah, I would give like this season like a six point five. Like it was almost good to me, but pretty okay. The the finale Mm -hmm. and the episode before that, I thought were really good, if not great. Um, Some really cool action that we saw, you know, with the Mandalorians all fighting together and all that stuff. And we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, We'll probably have a long wait to the next season because we'll have Ahsoka next and that movie planned at some point. And I know Jon Favreau said he already has season four written. So I would guess 2025 early. We'll see this next season.
0: Yeah, I could see that like either I would say probably like either like late 2024, like that winter season or to like spring 2025. Yeah, I feel like that probably be like what we're looking at, especially because like there's other Star Wars things on the horizon as well. So yep, it's exactly it's I mean, it's what we talked about. Like they, they've they oversaturated the market. They need to step back and start like culling twigs that yep. are like just to try to get this tree righted. Yep. Um. Last little thing I have before our main topic, I watched Ghosted with the Mrs. over the weekend I on to. Apple TV.
1: Yeah, I really yeah. my goal was to watch it and time slipped out of our hands. We had a issue with our dog Friday night, which I told you about where we had to take yeah. her back to the emergency vet. She's fine. She just uh, ate part of my hat, which was yeah. something. But yeah, she was dumb. <laughs> yeah. So which is totally unlike her. And I, I think she was acting out because I was pretty busy Friday and she was probably just bored, which is my fault. But uh the plan was to watch Ghosted so I'm curious to see what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah, this was a good movie. This is like this is a strong 7. Okay. It's it's good. It's it's funny. It's really fun to watch Chris Evans not be like the superhero archetype. Like he's just the guy that like gets caught up in some things. Um, and the, the, the chemistry between him and Anna, uh, Darmus like is, is fantastic. They are so good working together. Um, like it, it was, it was, it just came off as like very natural and like really like good spirited between them. Um, one thing that I'll say again, like no spoilers or anything like that, but this movie has uh four cameos that happened throughout it maybe more than that but four notable ones that mm-hmm. are absolutely hilarious and like luckily like to me they did not take me out of the movie at all it was very much just like Like it was just like big laugh moments where my wife and I are both. It's just like they literally just called in their friends and be like, hey, do you have a spare five minutes that you can come by the set and just like say these couple of lines? And they're like, yeah, we'd love to. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know, like it it was very much like the first two minutes of the movie. You get Chekhov's gun. Five minutes later, you get the MacGuffin. And like it is super paint by numbers. It is not at all unpredictable like it is it is baby's first script it is you know they play it safe with pretty much everything but like it doesn't have to be anything other than that because it's just so much fun watching like the main two actors like work off of each other like that is the draw of this movie and like there's some pretty good like action sequences too like honestly better than I was expecting from this movie um, and yeah, it was just, it was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. My wife enjoyed it. It was, it was a good time. It was certainly better than some of the other recent things that we have watched. Yeah, for sure. You
1: know, we, uh, my wife and I are going away this weekend for like a baby moon, uh, since the babies due pretty soon. And I know we're bringing our Apple TV box with us. So maybe we can watch that this weekend, you know, in the hotel or something.
0: Yeah, that'd be uh that'd be a good one to watch. It was uh it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It didn't have to break any barriers <laughs> or anything like that. It was exactly what it needed to be a good fun night.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's good then. Uh, so speaking of streaming services, you know, that's Apple yes. TV plus uh, we've mentioned Disney plus and their oversaturation. Uh, you came to me with this topic idea a couple of days ago. We're like, Hey, why don't we talk about like the state of the streaming services that are available right now and kind of like pick which ones are doing it right. Uh, we have a, a bunch of streaming services out. That, you know, I can't even off the top of my head, probably name them all. I could maybe get close to it. So we'll, we'll kind of run through the big guys, maybe even the small ones, just to acknowledge that they're there. Even though, like, I didn't know stars and Showtime had their own streaming services still could have fooled me. Apparently they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You've got star Showtime. Uh, You've got like Paramount Plus, yep. I, I think, still exists. Uh, yeah. Peacock for NBC um amazon prime that's a you know like a bigger one um obviously like the big big ones netflix hbo max soon to just be max mm-hmm. uh and it's also going to be absorbing discovery plus or whatever it's called um disney plus uh
1: crunchy Roll
0: and high uh, dive for anime hulu is another one sling fubo Uh, Those still exist, apparently. Hmm. Um, Apple TV Plus, which is another one that we had just talked about. Uh, Like, there's so many more. Like, there's more that, like, we've already missed, but just, like, there's so many of them that it's, like, it's hard to remember which ones, like, are still kicking versus, Mm -hmm. like, oh, like, this one's getting bought out or absorbed or, like, this one's just shuttering their doors. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, there was, like, some sort of a video on like your phone that you can do for like $10 and it lasted like all of a week like with its original content and then yes. they immediately closed I to, like gun to my head would not be able to tell you what that app was called uh, because it was yeah. so short lived but you know what I'm talking about it right? was it
1: short form content right yeah,
0: yeah yeah and I actually like the idea of it and like I did like a free trial of it or whatever like whatever it first launched, and like I watched a few things it's like you know this is actually not bad like if I were like on the bus or the train or something like that commuting to work i could totally see myself just like oh it's tuesday i have a new episode of whatever this thing yeah. is and like i'd watch it but like it lasted like less than a month so like yeah. that one it just immediately fell well, but there, those there are was, the there was ones.
1: if you remember too before hbo max had all of dc stuff there was dc universe which was like yeah. ten dollars a month and the, the lead shows that they announced with it were titans and young justice season three So like things come and go with streaming services. I know Paramount Plus used to be CBS All Access, which was like the first one I feel like that like stood out because I know that's like Star Trek Discovery started with that. You know, that was kind of their big kickoff show. But now Mm -hmm. like almost any good quality TV show is not on cable. It's on a streaming service like uh, exclusively to a streaming service, not like Hulu with NBC and ABC and all those shows. Um but like not
0: even NBC. NBC took all of their stuff off of Hulu, or at least I'm pretty sure most of their stuff. Mm. Um it's all on the NBC app or Peacock now. Wow. Yeah. So it's like Hulu's got like ABC is a big one. I still watch a few things that like mm. watch their like day after. Um but yeah, so like it, it really just says it's like so like we have you know, I hate that it's, I feel like we're just beating a dead horse, but like we have an oversaturation <laughs> of streaming services. So I feel like it'd be a good episode. Like we can talk about like some of the notable ones, talk about like some of the pros or cons. Cause like, like we all have to cut corners, you know, we have to, you know, cut costs wherever we can. So like, if you can only have like a couple of these streaming services, like which ones are you going to have? Because yep. like at this point, like I remember how much, like cable costs my family whenever I still lived at home with them. And it's like, obviously if you spend that same amount of money on just strictly streaming services, you're going to get much better quality. But like, if you're trying to like save money, then like, you're going to have to like do some more from there. So like that, that's kind of like where the idea came from.
1: Yeah. So I would say, let's start with, uh, let's list off what each of us have individually currently subscribed to. Okay. Do you so, want to start, or, or um, am I going to start my pile of shame? I feel like you'll have way more than me, so I'll knock mine out. Okay, um, so I have free HBO Max with my AT&T, so I get to save that, which is nice. Um, okay. we, we pay for the Disney Plus bundle, which is Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Don't use okay. ESPN at all. Uh, do use Hulu quite a bit. Scrubs is on there, and like Full House and stuff like that. It's more like we put it on at night to fall asleep to. Cause it like mm-hmm. plays indefinitely pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Netflix to my dismay because I don't really find much on Netflix unless if it's like Cobra Kai or stranger things. Um, mm-hmm. If it were up to me, I'd only subscribe to it like once a year, just knock out the stuff and be done. But my Such wife, Robert. my <laughs> wife loves Netflix and like, that's her go-to like my wife is a huge Gilmore girls fan, like huge. Mm-hmm. So is mine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I didn't actually didn't know that. Um, but so, I tried giving the proposition to my wife. It's like, hey, let's let's cut Netflix, right? You really only watch Gilmore Girls on Netflix, like sixteen dollars a month. I could buy you the Gilmore Girls complete series on iTunes on Apple TV for like thirty dollars. In two months, we're saving money, and I did that because she said okay. And guess what? That was two years ago. We still well. have Netflix.
0: Yeah. You know, it's,
1: uh, yeah. All right. What else you got? Um, actually that's it. Um, you don't have Disney plus it's with the Disney plus bundle. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Apple TV plus. Yeah. um,
1: Actually currently we do because of Ted Lasso. I, that Mm -hmm. when that ends, I will cancel that as well. It's like five or six bucks a month. I did watch severance recently, which I was talking about before, but yeah. And then we've tried, uh, Paramount plus we tried discovery plus, which is now going to be max. um, I've never subscribed to Peacock for the premium. I would only do it for the office and parks and recreation. Maybe that 70s show. But like, I don't see a point for Peacock myself. Mm -hmm. Also, I hate the name. I wish it was like NBC plus.
0: Yeah. I just think of the Katy Perry song. So like, it's just, it's weird. Um, Okay. Yeah. So I'd say that like that puts you, I, I feel like to me, as someone who just devours content, I feel like you would be in like the vast majority of people of like, you've got a few and like you even admittedly don't even like all of them, but like, Mm -hmm. obviously it's not only up to you. You also have like a partner.
1: Yeah. Um, That feels pretty
0: reasonable to me.
1: I'm not a sports guy, so I don't have to have cable or satellite TV to get all the sports. So like, really, I think this would be kind of fun to add on to this, but so not only should we list off what we have, Let's so how much we're paying per month on streaming services.
0: Oh gosh, I don't I don't even know how yeah. much I pay on like some of these. So that, like like let's I not shame me that bad. All right, I get, like I get I free
1: HBO, this. so I only pay for Netflix and the Disney Plus bundle, and right now Apple TV. So that's like what like thirty five dollars a month.
0: Uh, depending on like your tiered plan, probably around there. Yeah. yeah so uh, maybe closer to forty. Well,
1: Disney the Disney Plus bundle is twelve bucks a month. HBO is 15, but I know that's free. So Disney, uh, Netflix is 15 and Apple TV is like five or six. So. Oh,
0: you're watching like, you're watching like the basic plans with like ads and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. The time. Disney plus okay. bundle
1: does have Hulu with ads. The Disney plus doesn't have ads, but Hulu does. Um, right. Okay. So yeah, I think about probably 35 bucks a month. I don't have cable. So mm-hmm. to me, like I don't pay very much. So when everyone's like, Oh man, streaming services are getting out of hand. I pay so much money for my cable and my streaming. I'm like, I haven't paid for cable literally since I moved out on my own ever. And like I've lived on me and my wife have lived together now for like seven years and never paid for cable.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'd say that that's pretty reasonable. The things that you have. So what do we have? Um, all right. So we've got Amazon prime that is free for us because it is included with our Amazon prime, like delivery and
1: I, have Even, that. I do have that as well, but we don't pay for okay. Prime. We have someone else's.
0: Yeah, same, same. So like ours is like grandfathered in on like my wife's plan from like her parents. So we just get that for free. Yeah. Um. We have got Apple TV Plus. Like you said, it's like five bucks a month. I spend more than that on like on way more frivolous, useless things that don't give me near the same level of like entertainment or content that apple tv plus does you like, can't that, even that have is, a meal that is now a, for five bucks yeah that is that is a sleeper app they're definitely going to be increasing their price because like their content is there severance ted lasso drinking um yeah like all of these shows like these are emmy award-winning things um and like they've had uh oscar winning and like oscar nominated winning movies too like they're, they're going to increase their their costs because like they, their content is there. They're just, they need to get more people into there and then they're just going to start hiking up prices. Like literally every other stream. I, I think
1: the issue with Apple TV plus is it's not available to stream everywhere. You know, cause yeah. I think they made that originally to sell more Apple TV boxes. And I think, yeah. I don't know if it's on fire stick or if it's on Roku or Samsung TVs or whatever, but I don't, I, I think that's an issue with Apple TV plus is it's not widespread everywhere. And then you have all these Android phone users who are like, oh, I'm not paying for Apple. I'm an Android guy. And-
0: yeah, 100%. And it's like, I'm pretty sure, like, you can get the Apple TV Plus app, like, on PlayStation. Mm. I remember that being a thing. Um, But, yeah, like, accessibility, I know, is still definitely a problem. But, yeah, like, you have these people with their Android doodad phones that, that are talking about, like, their PC games that are just like, oh, look how, look how amazing this phone is. Like, I can fly to mars on this thing and it's like shut up dude like no one cares you're stupid and you're missing out on great content but you know what good riddance i don't want them to have the joys that things like severance or ted lasso bring them they don't deserve it they're dumb uh anyway to the two listeners that are left uh what else do we have after after Uh, last
1: week who knows right
0: That's true. Maybe we gained some and then I just immediately lost them with that. Um, I've also got the Hulu Disney plus ESPN plus bundle. Um, So that is one that we pay for. We pay for ad free because I'm not a filthy commoner. Um, We actually get some use out of ESPN plus because they, they play a lot of uh, sports ball. We've been getting into soccer recently. Um, Disney plus. Apple TV has
1: the MLS stuff though.
0: Yeah, but MLS is like, (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah it's just not not it's great. not premier league
0: yeah exactly and, and like again like obviously like the worst player in mls is a billion times better than i am like do not get me wrong at all they are still professionals but just you know american soccer it is nowhere near the same level of like status or like fame or any of these things that it is in like literally the rest of the entire world um so we've got those. Uh, we have Netflix. Uh, we we like to watch like a lot of the the current things that come out on Netflix, like their big blockbuster things that they'll premiere hmm. with. Like um, we were a little late to the party, but we recently finished Wednesday and we really enjoyed that. Uh, we're happy that that's getting a season two confirmed. Um, we're planning to watch Beef next with Ali Wong and Steven Yun. Uh, it looks like it's probably just, like, a fun thing. So, like, we we like to watch, like, your your day of the week or, you know, like, flavor of the month thing that they put out if it looks interesting to us. Um, we've got HBO Max, soon to be Max. Uh, you know, th- that is probably, I think, to me, the best streaming service yeah. is Max. You've got all of DC, mainly the animated stuff that's noteworthy at all. Uh, you've got... All of the bangers, Last of Us, Succession, Leftovers, Game Game of of Thrones, Thrones, House of Dragons. Like, literally, like, it basically has, like, all of the best, like, premier content that you can watch on a television set. Um, But John Oliver, like, it, it has a little bit of everything, and it's got so many, like, things. And it's also got, like, a ton of movies as well. Like, they... Like, definitely not as much as, like, Netflix used to have, but, like, they've got a lot of stuff, and, like, it's usually at least to, like, a varying degree of, like, either current or good, um, and we also have Crunchyroll, because I'm a weeb, and we watch anime, and there's a lot of anime to watch.
1: Now, I did hear, so I knew already that Funimation was shuttered into Crunchyroll, but now Verve, or VRV, uh, I think it's Verve, right? Or they call it VRV.
0: Uh, I've always said Verve.
1: Yeah, I have too. But I know that's now being consolidated into Crunchyroll as well.
0: Yeah. So that that was actually I won't get into the nitty gritty, but Verve like was in the same company as Crunchyroll, but Verve like had other streaming services. Like it for a while, they had like high dive and rooster teeth and funimation and and all like it was kind of like a streaming aggregate source like you had all of these apps accessed through it um but then they were like you know funimation pulled out they had their own app they got bought by crunchyroll uh high dive pulled out they have their own app which is gutter trash it's super bad awful ui it's terrible but they've got some exclusive stuff um, like a lot of them pulled out to where Verve just shuddered as well. And it's like, hey, if you have Verve, you have Crunchyroll now because like the, it's the same company. Um, so like Crunchyroll is like definitely the main one in America if you are like into anime and like they even are the ones that like distribute a lot of anime movies in America too.
1: Yeah, which is interesting now that Sony owns Crunchyroll, which is uh, that happened what a year ago, I want to say somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, I I will subscribe to Crunchyroll when I am in, in my anime kicks. It's very cheap, a couple bucks. So it's I you can watch a lot for free with ads, but like anime with ads is torture. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's why I pay for it. Yeah, like li- literally, like you have your intro, you have or the basically the recap for the last episode, and then a seventeen minute episode, and then the ending. So it's like it's torture. You you want to talk about torture?
0: like my wife and I have been getting through one piece because like, it's something Why? that I, well, okay, listen, <laughs> I've, I've always stayed up to date on one piece, if not by watching it, by reading it. And like, you know, every now and again, you, you run out of content to watch and you're in like that show hole and you need something to just have on in the background. Right. And, uh, you know, Pate, uh, my wife had never like gotten into one piece, but like, I mean, If you just Google, like, do some very minimal Googling, it is the most popular anime, manga, whatever, in the world by far. It is gone on forever. They have diehard fans. And, like, legit, like, if you watch any clips from, like, recent stuff, like, they've got some baller animations with these fights. And, like, just, like, super crazy, over-the-top, just totally jump the shark dragon ball z levels of like what am i even watching yeah. this is ridiculous power scaling uh and it's 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 one of those things like she never watched it so it's like all right let's watch it and we're now around episode like 580 or so, so you halfway so like, yeah we're making progress like we're we're making steady progress we're like we're close to dress Rosa, which is one of my favorite arcs in the series, but it's, it's like, you want to talk about torture, even without the ads in Crunchyroll. watching some of these older, like 400 episodes, it is pure pain. Like it is, it is a blight upon this weary land, especially if you're watching it like in a, like a binge session, you know, like it's one thing when it was a once a week type of thing, you watch the one episode and that's it. But when you're watching this for like four or five hours at a time, it, you have to skip through like the open, like I watched the opening a couple of times and then it's like, all right, we're skipping through this. We're skipping through <laughs> all of, we're skipping through the credits to see if there's like a thing after, if not play skip, like it. it is bad. And like, yeah, so that, that is, that is definitely an issue.
1: I actually, uh, Speaking of Dragon Ball, I, I finally this last week watched Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Oh, I haven't. What'd you think? It was fine. What uh, did you
0: watch it on? What can I watch it on?
1: Do I have to uh, buy it? You can buy it, you can rent it. I think they're supposed to be like it's Crunchyroll, it's Funimation. I don't know why it's not on there, but it's everywhere. But yeah, um, it's fine. I had to watch it dubbed because that was the only way that I could find to watch it for free. So, but uh, yeah, it was fine. I, the animation that they chose for the movie was, you know, that the all CG look as opposed to hand-drawn animations, which in motion sometimes looked pretty good, but overall I definitely prefer the more traditional style. Like Dragon Ball super Broly is the best the series has ever looked period. And I don't know why they changed it because that was 10 out of 10 masterpiece level art.
0: Budget cuts, man, money, but, it bro- <laughs>
1: but Broly was the highest grossing anime movie of all time when it came out.
0: Yeah. But like that was then this is now like, was, come on, like man. Three years
1: ago. I don't know. But yeah. Like-
0: yeah. And people are stupid and short sighted. They look at any way to, to save money to like, like they don't care. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so I, I did watch it. Uh, I give like a six. Like there's some, oh, there's, okay. there's, a, I mean, it moves the plot forward, but like, if you read the manga, it, they're read, they're doing that in the manga now. So it doesn't really matter. They mm-hmm. need a f- side tangent. I promise this would be fast. Like you Toei, whoever is in charge of Dragon Ball, like they need need to figure it out because Dragon Ball is one of the most popular anime in the world. And Super, the anime, ended in, like, 2017. The manga has continued to have a couple more arcs since then. And then we've gotten these movies sprinkled throughout. But It's, like, you had so many fans and viewers. And Super was finally getting on the right track for the anime as it ended. Like, the first half of that anime was terrible. The animation was, like, worse than, like, the 90s Dragon Ball anime. But, like, I don't know what their issue was. So... I don't know. That's my side tangent about Dragon Ball. I I love Dragon Ball as a series, but superhero would just okay. Mm-hmm. So um, so we've we've talked about what we have. We've kind of listed off some of the the bigger players who have streaming services. You know, like if, if someone were to have, let's say, three services, what would be the three you'd pick?
0: Um. Obviously a lot of mine are very niche and I think a lot of our viewers, like our listeners would also have some niche ones. Like we are like primarily about like nerdy, dorky, geeky things. So Disney plus seems like the easiest grab because mm. they have all of Marvel um, and star Wars and star Wars. True. Very much. So like they, they have a lot of stuff underneath the Disney umbrella. Um, So like, at that point, it's like, it's kind of a hop, skip and away. Like we both have the bundles. So like, if it's worth the money, you get Hulu ESPN plus and Disney plus for like the one price. And it's like, so like at that point, it's like, you just have to weigh out. It's like, do you like what Hulu brings? Like, cause they also have some original content. They have a lot of like next day stuff, which I still utilize for things like the rookie and like, will Trent is a recent one that I've enjoyed. Um, and like ESPN plus, if you're into sports. So like if you check two out of those three, then I'd say the bundle is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I would group that as just one because uh, yeah. the bundle is an option. Yeah. Um. Two HBO max hands down. I think bang for your buck. HBO max soon to be max is probably the best overall streaming service period. Just yeah. in terms of quality. Um, the big stipulation with that being it would need to be stuff that you would want to watch. Mm -hmm. You know, like I get that not everyone's cup of tea is game of Thrones or succession. Um, so like, you know, your, your mileage may vary depending on like how much those types of shows gas you up. Um, but like they usually do a pretty good job of like having different things you know whether it's like the fantasy with game of thrones or house of the dragon or you know like the like weird sci-fi like with uh you know things like uh leftovers the historical stuff with like chernobyl um you know recently the video game adaptation the last of us uh you know like all, they ha- they have a little bit of everything and they also have dc so i think that'd be your solid number 2 mm-hmm. Number three, this is this is going to be the niche pick. So this is where I would put either something like Crunchyroll if you're really big into anime. Um, Otherwise, I would probably go, man. Assuming you already have Amazon Prime, the delivery service, (laughs) we can rule that one out. I would go Netflix Just because I feel like that is probably the closest thing we have right now currently to cable in terms of they have a lot of things. It can just be on in the background, you know, like there's a reason we have the expression Netflix and chill, you know, like it is cable (laughs) TV. You can just. Turn it on like my wife had friends over visiting uh, for a while and like they literally just had a, something on Netflix on in the background while they like talked and catch up. Like it doesn't matter what is on like that is like the sort of like the equivalent to, you know, what used to be cable television.
1: Yeah, my issue with Netflix is it's all just the original content now that matters. You know, used Mm -hmm. to be back in the day, you had everything on Netflix. Like you had The Office and Parks and Rec. You had Friends. Like every show was on Netflix at one point. And then Netflix was the big start to all of that. So now we have all these different streaming services because of Netflix.
0: Well, 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 if it isn't the
1: consequences to our own
0: actions.
1: (laughs) So like Netflix has a lot of original programming. And they try to vary their original programming. But I also feel like now that they have the less supplemental shows to keep people like me watching. Unless if you're a diehard for like every Netflix show, you could cancel it and resubscribe as you need to. Uh, like I said earlier, I could if it was just me like Cobra Kai's in its final season coming up. And so is uh, the other show I watch Netflix. What am I drawing a blank? Stranger Things. There's one more se- season left. I mean, there's not much else on there recurring that I would be interested in.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that really comes down to the business model that streaming mm-hmm. services have of like, of course, if you're like super on top of things, you're going in and like canceling things for a month here, or a month there, or you're only subscribed there. But like most people aren't going to do that. They're going to pay the tax. And like, th- like that's the whole premise of a subscription service is like, Oh, oops. I've been billed for a month. I guess I just have this for a month. And then they forget about it. And mm-hmm. like, they, they pray and hope that you're going to just fall under that category so they can just earn that passive income essentially. You know, it's yep. like, it's like the gym membership that you pay for in January and then it's May and you're still paying for it. And you haven't been since the second week of January. And it's like, I guess that's just the fat
1: tax I pay. And that's, yeah, you know? uh, that's the perfect segue to this week's sponsor rocket money. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> we are not sponsored.
0: We are in no way sponsored. We are nowhere near to the point where we could ever consider that. But that was a great joke.
1: Yeah, uh, um, but that being said, I think Netflix would still be the third pick overall for most people. If I were to yeah. do like a blanket recommendation, I would say Netflix because you know there. If you haven't seen the Netflix shows, there's a lot to watch. I'm making my way through Queen's Gambit right now, which I know oh so good. It's only six episodes, but I'm taking my time with it. Uh, It's
0: really good. uh, I'm enjoying. I'm I'm halfway
1: through. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I can't remember if last week's podcast. I don't think so. Um, Life update for me: I did beat God of War Ragnarok. Everybody, it's okay. Yeah,
0: that. That did not get recorded. Yeah. So that yeah. is that is news.
1: Yes, I, I have beat the game. I did avoid spoilers. It was not the ending I expected, which was very nice as a surprise. So, um, yeah, that has been knocked off my checklist. I feel much better now. Congratulations,
0: April twenty twenty three. You beat God of War Ragnarok that came out November a while ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But you got there. You crossed the finish line without and spoilers. Yes. Yeah, which is, that's really the big achievement there mm-hmm. is that you didn't get spoiled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from there, you know, like, again, like a couple of these things, like you might just have, like, you know, if if you're going to have like a fourth place finish, like a lot of people probably have access to Amazon Prime TV, but just don't even use it if mm. they have an Amazon Prime subscription, like for packages, you know, like, mm. And, like, granted, like, there's not, like, a huge amount of stuff on there. It's more of, like, an iTunes for me of just, like, that's where I can, like, rent or buy things. Um, Like, they've got some original content. Like, I actually really like Upgrade. That's a a good one. Or Upload. The the one with... Robbie Amell where he's like in a digital conscious. That's actually a really good show. Uh, A couple of my old coworkers turned me onto that. That's actually a banger. That's, that's a designated, like that's a certified fresh.
1: Yeah. I know that Amazon has like a lot of critically reviewed shows that are are very good. Um, My, the only two that I like recur to watch on Amazon are the boys and invincible. Um, But yeah, I know you have like, you have like (laughs) miss Maisel and Fleabag and stuff like that on there. Uh, yeah,
0: so they, they've got some good critical stuff on yeah. there. Jack is, Ryan is a big thing. Yeah, Jack Ryan. I enjoy Jack Ryan. I was I'm obviously I'm a little biased. I'm named after him, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it's enjoyable. Like it's fun action. Um, so, like, I feel like there's a decent amount of people that probably have that just kind of like depending on your mentality. It's either free or included. Like, obviously, yes, you still pay for it, but chances are you're paying for the delivery, not the streaming service. And it's the other way around. Um, and like, honestly, like, you know, if we're being real here, like if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if if you're gonna fall victim to one of these streaming services, like, you know, quote unquote trap of like, Hey, just give us the money and then forget about it. Like, it's okay. It's not that much. Like it'd be Apple TV plus Mm. it's like five bucks. Like, let's be real here. Like, whoever you are listening, I guarantee that you spend more than $5 on more useless shit, like, (laughs) in your general – like, I guarantee, if not daily, on a weekly basis – guaranteed it. It's like, why are you going to Starbucks when you could just have a coffee maker or like, you know, bring brew something at home? Chances are you probably have the means to make coffee at home, but you don't because why? Because of convenience and Starbucks is right there. It's right there on the way. You have your gold card, you have your points, you know, and it's like, I'm not shaming you for it. I'm just saying like, I know what it is to be a frivolous spender. So like if you're going to make the argument, it was like, oh, this isn't like this is at least giving me something. Apple TV would be the one that I would like kind of fight for to like just barely slide across the finish line. Yeah. You know, like you got HBO, you got uh, Netflix or Crunchyroll like and you've got like your Disney Plus bundle. If you have one more that like eeks under there, e- Apple TV Plus, I think, gives you the most bang for like the smallest buck by yeah. far.
1: The only issue with Um, Apple TV, though, is like keeping it long term. There's not much keeping people around long term for it because they don't have that usual cadence of releases like the other big guys do. So for me, like I'll watch my shows, I'll bounce out, I'll hop back on when I need to.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of they they do have a lot of like upcoming stuff. Like it's clear that Apple is like trying like they're really putting in an effort to like break into the content. And like they're it kind of reminds me of like when Netflix first started doing a lot of the original content, whenever they were still like coming out with new seasons of stuff rather than just canceling it immediately, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a nice feeling. Cause that's my biggest complaint with Netflix is that like, you know, they obviously like they're worth billions or however much like they know what they're doing. And it's like, Oh, it's not worth us you know making a third season of something in proportion to like how many people it brings in so like they just cancel it to save money and it's like i get it it's a business but like it's definitely super frustrating as someone who like watches content to like have something leave on a cliffhanger and then it's like oh we're canceling it because statistically we've already got you and we're not going to make more money off of you by making this so like suck it <laughs> and, yeah like that feels bad
1: yeah Well, I know uh, Netflix made the news in this last week or so. I can't remember the exact date it came out. It was like the following past Sunday. But uh, with their Love is Blind reunion live event, I don't know how keen you were on that. But um, it's one of those things where they had a live event planned, which Netflix has done live events before. Not very often, but it didn't happen. It just there. Something happened and this. The event didn't happen. And they ended up releasing it the next day pre-recorded. Because their infrastructure couldn't handle it, or there was a bug or something, and Netflix is arguably the biggest streaming service in the world, and they couldn't, they couldn't do the live event like which Hulu does all the time. So yeah, I mean,
0: you know, that just kind of comes down to like coding is hard, man.
1: <laughs> like it's not that, that, easy. That one was a zero, and it just broke everything. <laughs> Yeah,
0: you know, and it's just like, oh well, yeah, I I guess you know that's the problem. Like, it's like some of the complaints about Destiny. I, I won't go into Destiny, but just like some of the complaints that like I often hear. It's like, oh, like the spaghetti code. Like you change one bracket, and then all of a sudden the servers are down for seven years or something. Like just whatever asinine BS that like stupid people that don't know anything about coding will try to say to vent their frustrations at the game. And it's just like, yeah, like do you know how to fix it? Do you know how to fix the problem that Netflix had to make it happen? Statistically you don't. So like you just got to accept it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there, there's, there's a lot out there and quick tangent because Mm -hmm. you're talking about the love is blind. We, my wife and I, we don't watch English like reality TV. Uh, we watch Asian reality (laughs) TV. (laughs) Um, specifically, like we love Asian reality shows, Um, uh, like the only like English reality show that we watch is F-Boy Island with Nikki Glaser on HBO. Like that's the one. Um, but like we watch like, uh, like Singles Inferno, which is like a Korean, uh, like reality dating show. And like, like the Japanese love is blind and like all of these other things. Uh, because you know, that's just how we get our kicks. And like, I'm half white. She's full white. Uh, but like, that is, that is our jam. And we found that out about each other whenever we were like very early on into our dating relationship. And it's like, oh, well this is the one i got to lock this down. <laughs> like you also watch Asian dramas, which um, is again, yeah.
1: a rare thing for Evansville, Indiana. Right.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah yeah so
1: what would you what would you put as your your
0: top streaming ones what are what are your can't live withouts what are your ones that are gonna like sneak under the finish line
1: so hbo max would be my number one overall i think you Mm -hmm. can't argue with the critically acclaimed shows they they have a really good movie selection too of just movies of all genres and time periods um disney plus can be very hit or miss with the shows um like yes, we have the Lokis of the world and, and the WandaVisions and the Mandalorian, but then we also have things like Moon Knight and stuff like that, which weren't the biggest things that everyone had to subscribe and watch to. So I think overall HBO is that number one pick just followed by Disney+. Plus. Um, I, The bundle is like, yeah, sure, why not? It's a couple bucks more technically. Just call it the Disney Plus bundle and have Hulu moved into Disney+, Plus, but they won't do that. Probably because of like, Content filtering reasons; they want to leave some of the more mature stuff on Hulu, but Disney Plus does have rated R stuff on there now. So
0: that's true. Just recently, they yeah. started adding some of the stuff back onto there.
1: Yeah. So uh, they and also in, in news this week, Spider Man, the original Tobey Maguire trilogy, the Andrew Garfield duology, and Spider Man: Homecoming are now on Disney Plus, which is a first oh. for Spider Man. And then Venom is coming, and I I want to say I saw Orbeez is coming too but don't watch Morbius. Yeah. That
0: one is also a dumpster truck on fire. Yeah. It's
1: bad. Um, I think we'll eventually get far from home and no way home, but yeah, it's cool to see at least homecoming on there. homecoming. Still my favorite Spider-Man movie ever made.
0: What about uh end of the spider verse? Is that on there yet? It, it
1: is not. No.
0: Okay. I own that one on I iTunes, do. so it's not a big deal, but like, obviously that's going to be kind of relevant coming up because it, yeah, I see. Uh, obviously that <laughs> one's going to be relevant coming up just because we have, you know, a, into the spider verse across the spider verse part one, whatever it's called uh, across like coming yeah. out soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be relevant coming up. Like a lot of people are going to want to watch that. And I'm pretty sure you just have to bite the bullet and buy the movie. But yep. like, you know, it's, it's one of the best animated movies of all time.
1: Well, so Sony, Sony's the weird one. So Sony owns Columbia pictures, which owns Spider-Man's rights. And they're the one that doesn't have a streaming service.
0: Yeah. Dude. Like, oh, Oh, don't get me on my Sony tangent uh-huh. with their content that they yeah. own, but yeah. they don't have available to watch anywhere. Yeah. Like they, they, you, it's not licensed anywhere. I can't go onto Netflix anymore. Uh, I, they don't yeah. have their own app. Like, give me an app, Sony. Give me an app that I can pay for every now and again to get my Spider-Man fix, you monsters. This is why I want you to go under. This is why <laughs> I want you to, like, screw the pooch and go bankrupt and have to spell the, sell the rights to Spider-Man to Disney. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'm hoping for, like, an awful scandal. Like, the president of Columbia Pictures or whatever turns out to be, like, a devil-worshipping Nazi. And, like, they're like, oh, well, we can't do that. And then... They have to sell the rights to Spider-Man and then we get it all on Disney and like we can finally like go to heaven when the rapture or whatever
1: happens. Revelations, rapture, rupture. I think it's the rapture. I'm not sure. Rapture? I, I don't know. I, I just had a revelation. Sounds cool. I, I just had a revelation about you, Jack. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I don't
0: like Nazis.
1: <laughs> we knew this. Um, no, uh, I, I can relate you to a gremlin officially. Instead of after midnight, it's after we've been recording our podcast for more than an hour. You just transform.
0: Um, So, oh, okay. And So the movie Gremlins. Okay. I was about to say, it's like, dude, if I were a monster, I'd be a goblin. I am like this (laughs) grubby little disgusting little monster. But like in that connotation, I get you. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when we get to a certain point in the show, that's where we can like really let loose. And that's when my
1: chaos comes out. That's when the viewers just drop off.
0: It probably, I I bet you that we could look up that statistic.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So so that hey, there uh, there was um, Showtime does have Sony deals, by the way. They're the one who have. We'll let you or Showtime or Stars, one of the two, because I've seen like ads to like watch Venom and Spider Man before on there. But who has but those it's like, services? I.
0: Right. But it's like a case by case scenario. Yes. It's not even just like blanket wide with yeah, Sony, which correct. like it, that's so stupid. Like, yeah. what are you doing, Sony? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think so too, like Universal is kind of dumb, too. because They don't have one and you'll see some stuff, some places, but not others. So like fast, the fast movies are like half on HBO and like scattered throughout other services as well. So like, you have Universal and you have Sony or Columbia who just don't have their own streaming platforms.
0: Yeah. I'm, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I was looking at this thing in 2021 universal accounted for approximately 16% of box office revenue in the U S and Canada. Um, Warner bros was around 15%. Uh, Disney is usually closer to a quarter of everything, if not higher than that, because like, that's what they have. So it's like, you figure some of that is probably due to them just like not being able to put out near as many movies as they would probably like to because Disney buys them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know Lionsgate does not have a streaming service like publisher. Also, I know like the John Wick show is going to Peacock, which is kind of weird, but you know, sure. I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you've got, Yeah, like Universal, uh, nothing more. 20th Century Fox, nothing. That's Disney. Lionsgate, super small. Yeah, now it is. Yeah. Paramount, super small. Like, Yeah, everyone is just like, it's, Disney is like a giant swath of it. And then like, you're talking like 10 to 15% if you're lucky for these others, like Sony Columbia, Paramount, Lionsgate, Universal, like. It's, it's nothing. And it like, there was a it was a meme because it was an actual article, like why some of these movies, like some of the DC movies had to get pushed was because they physically couldn't afford to release the movies <laughs> During that fiscal year and like you laugh and I laugh too, because it's hilarious, but like, it's also deeply saddening that they physically like they gambled away their money, I guess, and they couldn't afford to release a money out a movie out into the wild to make them money. But then obviously, you know, we had black Adam came out and it's like, Ooh, you picked the wrong one to release. (laughs) This is not good. And, uh, you know, like it's, it costs a lot of money just even to distribute a movie to be released into theaters.
1: So it's like marketing a lot of,
0: yeah. Like let alone the marketing, like most big budget movies that you see, like the big blockbusters, your Top Gun Maverick, your Disney movie, whatever. Like they usually have somewhere around a hundred plus million dollars that is strictly marketing and distribution for commercials ads, um, you know like segments depending on when you are like for sporting events or whatever it may be just getting previews to movie theaters like it is super expensive just mm-hmm. to even get people to know your movie exists like a lot of like a lot of times like especially for like the big Disney ones um the that like that cost will oftentimes be about half of what the movie itself costs to make which is just insane that we've gotten to that point.
1: I did. Um, uh, I did want to give a quick shout out to Paramore. Sorry, Paramount Plus, not Paramore the band. Uh, you were you were you were dogging on it earlier and we actually had Paramount Plus for like two or three months uh, last year, this last year or so. And so Paramount Plus has every Nickelodeon show ever, which is awesome. So you got like Rocket Power, Hey Arnold, all that stuff that used to be on Hulu, the rocket Power wasn't, but you literally have all those shows. Um, And to for my wife's enjoyment, the shows she watched back in high school, like Laguna Beach in the hills, all of the oh MTV, like reality TV shows are on there also. So that's right. a whole other side thing there. But yeah, we kept it for like two or three months, I feel like.
0: Yeah. And like, that's all well and good for like a nostalgia trip. But that yeah. is definitely like if I broke my leg and I was like couch ridden for two months yeah. it's like all right you know what i'm gonna binge through like some of the old cartoons that i liked as a kid but like i don't uh, nothing comes to mind for anything that they would have that i would be mildly interested in like now yeah. you know like well, they, they don't halo, have
1: which, uh, which was I, bad I, I, did, I didn't watch it i heard mixed reviews on it from the get-go i never was really interested in seeing a live-action halo and it was like yeah. delayed like seven years so it's I, yeah. the fact that it's out and was at least okay is kind of mind blowing to me.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, there, there's some issues that I have with that alone, but yeah, I mean, it, that's just a prime example. Like the only thing you could think of was a thing that had very mixed reviews that you didn't even bother watching. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm, I'm not a Star it. Trek
1: fan. I mean, so if you're a Star Trek fan, yes, Paramount plus is for you. I mean, do you have discovery actually, Picard, all that actually?
0: No, it's not. If you're a Star Trek fan, you want the Orville because it is a better Star Trek than the recent reboots. Of, now, I've heard good things about uh, Picard. It's over um, now but like, Yeah. But like Star Trek Discovery, at least those earlier seasons that were coming out side by side with the Orville, the Orville was like the clear winner, which is... Both sad, but also like really heartening for the Orville and Seth MacFarlane. That's a big W for them. But like, if you're a big Star Trek fan, you should watch uh, the Orville because the first season is very much still in like the comedy vein. But after that, it gets real Star trek I
1: uh, in the best way. I met Adrienne Palicki a long time ago. She is a tall woman. How tall is she, you think? You're 6'4", right? I'm, I'm 6'6". Oh my God, you're yeah. a giant. Okay, um, how tall is she? I want to say she's like 5'11 or 6 foot. Like, she's very oh, she's, tall.
0: Wow, she's taller than me. I'm 5'9 and a quarter on a good day. Yeah, because <laughs> she,
1: she was standing next to Chris Hemsworth and, like, didn't look short next to him. And he's like 6'3.
0: Yeah, that's wild. So, yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, who was your bronze place finish for our streaming? Bronze? Oh, like the third pick? I would say Netflix overall. Netflix overall yeah. okay yeah yeah
0: honorable mention definitely like you could interchange any of these out for like crunchy if you're big into anime like obviously I'm not getting rid of that anytime soon and like yeah you know like you the uh what, what do you call it what's the the thing that the the boomer dads get upset about, but the participation ribbon, <laughs> I would say like the ribbon would like go to like Apple TV plus, like it's yeah. there, they're doing their own thing. It's cheap enough. Just get it. Why not? I mean, they have Ted
1: Lasso, so They can at least get an honorable mention.
0: Yeah. I mean, and like they, they win awards for a lot of their content, like Emmys and Oscars, both like they yeah. put out like some pretty good stuff. It's Severance um, like win? Just, at least critically. They won, Some things, if not just getting nominated for Hella,
1: Yeah, I know they were at least nominated. I know, like, the newsroom or whatever with, like, Jennifer Aniston and stuff was nominated back in the day.
0: Yeah, that was a big one.
1: Reese Witherspoon, I believe, is on that show, too. I haven't watched it. But, yeah, I mean, Ted Lasso cleans up at the Emmys. Like, their first year, they won literally every one they were nominated for. They won 11 and broke a record.
0: Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, they... Uh, Got best picture for the movie Coda, which was an Apple TV original movie, and like, yeah, and like that was a good movie. I really enjoyed that.
1: We we speaking of Coda, do you watch Dancing with the Stars? I know that's a weird pull.
0: No, we watch The Voice. That's our like. That's our basically our only other like English like tv show in that vein <laughs>
1: We'll we'll watch dancing with the stars if there's like a celebrity on there that we think would be fun to watch um but last mm. season which was their first time on disney plus not cable which was weird um oh they had a guy from coda who was deaf in real life on that show and he made it to like the finals or semifinals and he can't even hear so that was crazy yeah, that's that that's really cool. I didn't know that. Was it the son or was he an older guy? Um, I forget the guy's name. Uh, he was just in the news the other day because now he's like dating his dancing partner from Dancing with the Stars. Oh snap! Yeah, um, Daniel Durant. Uh, he oh. played he played Leo Rossi in the movie. Leo. Okay. Yeah.
0: So he played he. Oh, cool. Look at that. You should watch he, yeah. some of his
1: uh, videos from Dancing with the Stars. Like being a deaf person, like he wore something on his ankle to keep him in time. And like it was just insane.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's
1: yeah. really cool. I'm, I might have to check that out. That's on Disney Plus. Yeah. The whole the last season of Dancing with the Stars was like a live Disney Plus event every week. Holy snap. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That's actually
0: really cool. And I like seeing stuff like that. That'd yeah. be that's sick. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, um, man. Yeah. Any other thoughts before we close out the week, Uh, you know, like, uh, do you have anything planned up? I know I don't have any movies until guardians, which is, you know, not next week, but the week after. So I would assume maybe we'll do a different recording day or try and do one early for guardians three to, to get a review going for that.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, guardians is next weekend though
1: yeah so i'm saying i don't i don't know when we'll oh for next week maybe maybe we'll do like a a monday recording or something like that just to be a little bit earlier um if you want but yeah i don't have yeah i don't think i have really anything like super noteworthy
0: like we don't have any movie tickets for the first time in like three months for this weekend and yeah, I'm probably just going to like try to grind out like these last couple of raids for the week on Destiny and then I'm just going to like full send it into Star Wars until Breath of the v- or Tears of the Kingdom and uh probably Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um but yeah, otherwise like movie-wise, like I might go see Chevalier. Okay. Uh the reviews have been like like pretty good for that overall and i like the premise of it but uh if we do i'll talk about it a little bit but that's still very much like a hard maybe for us just because i think my wife is kind of getting fatigued on like um at least one movie every single weekend (laughs) so i want to give her a little bit of a break
1: well after seeing the reviews from jedi survivor today i have decided i'm going to wait until after breath of the wild to play that game um, mainly because mm-hmm. of the the performance issues. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order launched with bad performance as well. And Fair. like PC performance is really bad for this game. Um, yeah, it is. And Andy from uh, Kind of Funny was saying he was playing with a 4090 and was getting barely 60 FPS, which is just yeah. insane.
0: For like real gamers that own an Xbox uh, Series X or a PlayStation 5, that means he has a really, really good computer and it physically cannot play this game as well as what we'll have on a console in a week
1: yeah so, I, like literally the 40 sucks. the 4090 graphics card costs like 1700 dollars by itself not to mention oh. probably his thousand dollar processor and on top of that so like the fact that the 500 hundred dollar boxes can play it which is cool but like there's dynamic scaling for resolutions which i've heard like Things get really low res to try and keep up with the frame rates and even the frame rates themselves aren't great. So hopefully like the day one patch helps and some subsequent patches. But I feel like in today's world, unless if you're Nintendo, playing a game day one is pretty rough.
0: Yeah, it and, you know, it's it's actually he actually said that he got his hands on like the day one patch earlier and it did not fix any of those
1: Mm -hmm. issues at all. Um PC, depending on the, the main the, the develop developers and stuff for it, can be pretty rough at launch. They take longer to get going because they make them with the consoles in mind because that's the mass market. I mean PC yeah. has become way more popular in recent years to game with, but I think like PlayStation 5 is like the skew to play this game on.
0: Yeah, most likely. Maybe Xbox too, because they have like the deal with EA. But um yeah, very much like this. This is a prime example, I think, of a console game first, mm-hmm. a PC game. You know, it's kind of the redheaded stepchild of yeah. no, <laughs> like I mean, it is very clearly like it's like, oh, they did not put in the work that they should have to release this at the same time. Not at all. Like, like Jedi this is,
1: I, I tried playing Jedi Fallen Order on my PC like a month or two ago. And so for those who don't PC game, you have launchers like Steam or the Epic Game Store ea has their own launcher it's terrible it doesn't work literally you can't play star wars jedi Fallen in order right now with their ea launcher because they updated it and it won't launch the game so to launch the game that i own i paid money for i have to go into my system files and go into like 40 folders deep to find the file to launch it without a launcher that is like to play the game that i own it's stupid Man
0: and and like your ps5 is just like sitting up there by the tv like in your living room just being like bro i'm literally right here yeah <laughs> like what are you doing cheating on me with The the TV
1: issue hit? the issue for me is is i now have a, like a 34 inch ultra wide wa- monitor and for like third person action games like having that wide depth of field is awesome so like, i mean it's really okay, cool like
0: the wide depth i can understand like if it were just graphics it's like bro you telling me you don't have like a 4k or an oled like these things are dirt cheap they're just giving them away at this yeah, point
1: so i i do have a 4k tv i've had a 4k tv since they were new so if you remember when we worked at best buy that sony tv that came out that first 4k one when they had like the <laughs> amazing spider-man demo i wanted to yeah. buy that back in the day i waited like a year to buy a 4k tv so i spent a lot of money on my tv i got it from best buy it was like a black friday deal of like 1700 bucks is what i paid regular like 3 grand right. sure. and that was like november of like 2015 my tv is pretty old and that was before hdr came out the following mm-hmm. spring was when hdr rolled out so i don't have hdr in my tv it's not oled or anything like that so like my tv is outdated it's still a fine tv but i've had it for 8 years
0: yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat. For one thing, I'm glad you didn't buy that Sony TV because like it is ugly. It has the it speakers was. on the side. It's a disgusting looking TV. Uh, but <laughs> like moving from that, because uh, I worked home theater specifically. Disclaimer: so like that was literally my department. I saw this thing every single day for like a year. Um, I bought my Samsung 4K TV. We bought it August of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the last Samsung 4k's that was like really popular that didn't have HDR. Uh, so I'm in the same boat. Like I've had this thing for going on eight years. I'm just expecting it to not turn on at some point because we, we use the hell out of this thing, whether it's TV, movies, video games, like it gets a lot of usage, Uh, so, like, we're already bracing ourselves. It's like, all right, whenever this goes down, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and, like, find, like, the best 4K OLED TV that we can get to, like, really upgrade our, our setup. But, like, yeah, we got it calibrated. It's got really good picture quality. You know, it's it's like I'm I'm kind of a snob about that type of thing because of my background in home theater and because of how much I love, like, movies and things like that. Um, so like, as soon as a single pixel goes out, like it's in the dumpster, <laughs> and we're going to wherever, but, uh, yeah, mine's that's, like half that's,
1: gone. So like I, well, we're in the same boat. Like my wife and I have an agreement. Like she's not a tech person. Like I am, she, she could see a TV and not tell the differences. Like I could show her like an eight K TV at the store. That's like five grand. And she wouldn't see a difference to our TV. Cause that, that's not the thing she pays attention to, which is fine. Yeah. And it's actually better that way because she say it would save us money. I wish I could do that, but I can't. Um, yeah. So like my TV is already half broken. So I decided to wall mount my TV a few years ago in our old condo. And I brought my stepdad over to help me take care of it. And we're taking the stand off of my old TV and it wouldn't come out like the screw was stripped.
0: Oh. So,
1: so my stepdad's <laughs> like, here, hold it. I'll pull. It'll just pop out. It didn't pop out. It broke the stand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's a proprietary Samsung stand. It's an S series TV. It's like a silver frame. And yeah. uh, I looked on eBay to see how much they were. It's like 200 bucks for the stand if I ever want to replace it. So my TV yeah. has to be wall mounted now at all times. <laughs> so when yeah. we, when we moved into our house last year, I was like, now it's like a time to buy a TV. because so we went to wall mounted then and my wife's like, no, let's save the money. Let's wall mount it till it breaks. When it breaks, we'll buy a new TV. So now I always make these jokes like, Oh, TV's acting up. Let's go to the store. Let's go to Best Buy, you know.
0: Hey, just like let's uh, spoilers for for the listeners, we played some Iron Banner in Destiny today. Let's just boot up some Iron Banner again. We play a few matches, eventually you'll get angry enough. That controller's going straight through the TV and then it's off to Best Buy, my guy. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so and one one thing that is a personal side tangent from here, I know we're running long, but like So I like top of the line tech and OLED TVs are that I cannot have an OLED TV in my living room because I have such a big, I have so much natural light in my living room. We have this Mm -hmm. giant like three pane window and then my door has like a cutout in it. So depending on the time of day when the sun's setting, you can't even see our TV, let alone if it was an OLED. So I will have to buy like a QLED, like the brightest things that they make just so you like cut out the glare. So...
0: I also, like, you can't see it um, with, like, from our point of view in our call, but I've got, like, big balcony doors that yeah. are open that, like, during, like, from, like, 11 a.m. on until sunset, it would, like, it, it would basically, like, start a fire from, like, the levels of light that come into my apartment. Like, blackout curtains, it was, like, $30. So, we, and, our like, window is perfect. so big.
1: Our window's so big we can't have. We have custom curtains that came with our house mm-hmm. because it has this giant rod, like the, like the pull strings, because they're so big. So we could buy new curtains, but they had to be like custom ordered. So like we and like we rent our house, so we're not going to do that.
0: Oh, I was about to say it's like I mean, homie, like
1: just bite the bullet on it so you can enjoy
0: your life. But if yeah. you're renting, that's totally yeah.
1: Well, so we have like a white pull down sheet and then the curtains mm-hmm. close. So, like, we can we can do it, but the issue is, is and the house is dark if we want to watch TV during the day. So, like, it just feels like you're in a dungeon when, like, you're watching TV. So, like, it's, I like to watch movies at night for that reason, but it is what it is. But, yeah, there's, the QLED TVs are much brighter and they have, like, the anti-reflective coatings and stuff like that. So, that would be fine. And they're still good TVs. So, that's what yeah, we'll probably I'm- get.
0: I'm still very much a fan of like Panasonic plasma TVs um, just because of like the black levels that you can get. So like I'm very much of like, no, it's OLED or nothing. Like I will like gargle like my own tears and jump off a cliff before I settle for anything less than that level of quality. I, I,
1: I had a Panasonic plasma before my current TV that I got at Best Buy. It was like a really good open box deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I got one for my dad for his birthday. Um, like whenever I still work there, I got him a Panasonic VT60. Oh, that thing still, by <laughs> the way, like is out his house and like it has like the best picture quality <laughs> in terms of like anything from that era. And like yeah. it's still better than a lot of stuff now, even because it's still like 4K or whatever. I gave but, yeah, my my awesome. Panasonic
1: plasma to my dad, um, which was a 600 hertz TV which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. sh- shout out to your old boss, Aaron. He's the one who gave me the great deal on that TV. So. Oh, Aaron did. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Aaron. I-, I won't say his
1: last name, yeah. but yeah,
0: I love Aaron. Aaron was great, dude. Yeah. He was, he was great. I also really like miles though. And, and photo those mm-hmm. were some others that oh, I worked yeah. under. I, I, me too. Honestly, I liked everyone that I worked under from Best Buy in Evansville. Yeah. The other Best Buys that I've worked at were, super forgettable but everyone yeah. in at 227 represent man yeah i worked I at one other
1: court. best buy in michigan and it was fine but like yeah the the evansville team there was pretty great and i'll I'll pop in when we visit sometimes to shop here and there and you know like miles is still there and he's moved up quite a bit so
0: yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's great because yeah I, I worked under mobile with miles as mm-hmm. well for a while but yeah love 227 great memories working there um not so much at like the other Best Buys. They were they were very much just jobs. They weren't like fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can thank Best Buy for this podcast. Maybe, yeah, that's maybe, how we that's how we met. <laughs> maybe they'll sponsor us one day.
0: <laughs> That'd be wild if they did. Like it's like all right, well, let's product review the new Samsung TV courtesy of Best Buy. Yeah, like
1: but, hey, here's five thousand dollars. Bring a vlog camera in here and just promote our store. Micro Center does it all the time for YouTubers. Like we would have true. those. um at micro center come in all the time. And like, right before I left micro center last year, we had like a Detroit lions player come in and he was like, uh, wanting to build a computer for him and two of his friends. So I hung out with him cause I was the manager that was on duty because I couldn't afford to have this lions player tweet about micro center in any bad way possible. So I had to make sure he was treated like royalty basically. So he wouldn't like hate us.
0: Did he, did he leave happy?
1: So my part was handled correctly. I went home and our closing manager uh, was in charge of our service department where they were building the computer for him because he bought like a custom built PC. So they were like six grand each per computer. He bought three of them, like top of the line stuff. And so he's money, baby. Right. So um, we told him they'd be done before close, which was 9 p.m. That was at mm-hmm. six o'clock. So that was three hours. We had three different technicians building them. Each one should take about an hour. And no, that did not happen. Um, they got done at 1130 that night So he waited in his car out in the parking lot for five hours. Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't my fault though. So that was fine.
0: Yeah. No, no, that's, that's insane that you could get like a custom built thing like that day though. That's kind of wild to me. (laughs) I would have expected to like just come back the next day. Micro
1: Center has a cool thing is like, if it's in before five, it's guaranteed same day. Uh, unless if it's like a crazy, like water-cooled build. Um, ironically enough, it was Jamison Williams was the football player. I'm not sure if you know who he is. Um oh. but he was actually suspended this week for gambling from the Lions. Like yeah. online online gambling. Yeah, yeah, I
0: see that.
1: that yeah, that, that broke like two days ago. Yeah, super, super cool dude though. Very chill. He was so nice. I I really enjoyed talking to him.
0: Mm, yeah. Can we talk about for just a quick second before we go, how cool it is whenever we get like really any professional athlete, but like a lot of NFL players come to mind where they're like, they'll be like into like nerdy or geeky things, you know, like, like Cassius March um, is a a player. uh, He was with the Seahawks for a while. I'm not sure if he's still with them or not, um, but he's like super huge into magic the gathering. Mm -hmm. And like, he's on a lot of content that like is centered around that. And it's just like, Yo, like he's not just like a baller that like occasionally plays like, no, he will make references to like cards that were released in the 90s and never reprinted again. <laughs> like, like he knows his stuff and like he owns like a cash's card shop is like his like business that he started wow. up to like do stuff like that. I like that. Yeah. Th- like you've got like NFL players that like are openly like, yeah, I watch anime like Naruto stick. Yeah. There's
1: our, <laughs> our biggest star in the Lions is like a huge Naruto fan.
0: Yeah, like, and then you have, like, just like other people, like Michael B. Jordan, who's just like, yo, like, I based heavily a lot of stuff in Creed 3 off of my love of anime. And it's like, we love you, Michael B. Jordan. You're a treasure that we don't deserve as a human race. But I think think we've gone long enough whenever we don't have, like, a big news topic. So I think a bit more personal stuff this week. Yeah. Let us know if you like that, because we've got plenty of stuff that we can just kind of, like bs and and like talk about that type of thing but obviously we're not going to do that if there's something like super noteworthy to talk about but like on a week like this where it's just kind of like eh, it's i figure you can get a little bit of personality from us um but yeah we will be back same time next week uh you already know what we're gonna be up to and uh i've been jack my name's kyle we'll see you next time